Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome again to Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name's Pete. And I'm Sheila. And what's the topic today, Pete? Well, today's topic is the Queen Victoria £5 orange, which is the holy grail of any serious stamp collector's collection if they collect British stamps. What, instead of the penny black? I would say that the, the £5 orange is one people want more than the penny black because most collectors have got the penny black. What they haven't got is the £5 orange, because it's a lot more expensive. Right, so it's the Birkin handbag of the Bur- handbag world. Then. More or less, yes, right. yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the £5 orange, is it's a strange stamp. £5 was a huge amount of money in those days. I looked around, and £5 is equivalent of about £700 in today's money. So could you imagine going into a post office and saying, can I have a £700 stamp, please, to stick on my envelope? It was a strange amount to have, and I'm just going to talk about how it came about and and the story behind why there was a need for a £5 stamp. And it actually started life as a, a telegraph stamp for use on telegrams. In 1870, the, the post office took over the telegraph service, which before that was made up of loads of different companies. And in order to show the receipt of payment for the telegram, Stamps were put on it and cancelled, like they are in letters. And to begin with, they used ordinary postage stamps. But due to inefficiencies in accounting, they couldn't actually tell how much they'd spent and how much they'd received in detail. So it was decided to produce specific stamps for use on telegrams. And they were printed at the top. It had the words telegraph and This was brought in in February 1876 with a few values, uh, the highest value of which was a five shilling. Within a month, it became obvious that that wasn't a big enough value. The most serious case in March of that year, the Anglo-American company sent a telegram to the West Indies and it cost them £32, two shillings to send the telegram, which needed 130 stamps. That was a ridiculous amount and it was impossible to cover the telegram itself. So it was approved that they should have higher values. And that's where the £5 stamp came into effect. So can I just ask a question? When you used to send a telegram, you used to pay per word or was it in theory the distance? It was a combination of both. It was per word and per distance. Just as an example, to send a telegram to Bermuda... Right. At that time, cost one pound four shillings and fourpence per right. word. So that's from the UK. So to... that's about one pound twenty, one pound twenty-five. To write anything of any length costs a small fortune. Hence the reason for the five pound orange. This went along quite happily till eighteen eighty-one, when it was decided the postal service decided that the cost of producing 
separate stamps just with the word telegraph on them was quite high and in an effort to reduce costs they went back to using ordinary postage stamps and once again they realized that there wasn't a five pound postage stamp the highest value postage stamp at that point was a was one pound so they decided to change the five pound telegraph stamp into a five pound postage stamp and that was how the stamp came about and why there was a five pound postage stamp almost all of the stamps were used to put on telegrams or the other use was for customs and excise duty and many of the cancelled stamps that still exist are from Scotland where they were used to pay for the customs and excise on distilleries on, for whiskey. The five pound stamp is a very large stamp. It's about three times the width of a penny black and one and a half times the height, roughly. So it's quite a huge stamp. And a lot of work has gone into the engraving of the stamp. It shows a picture of Queen Victoria in the middle, in a circle with five pound in numbers on either side of her head. The words postage at the top and the words five pounds at the bottom, all in an ornate framework. And it's quite an attractive stamp, which is why it's one of the reasons why it's become very popular. As I said, it's not necessarily the most valuable stamp in the British catalogue, but a mint five pound telegraph stamp will still cost you in the region of 30,000 pound. And a mint postage stamp of which there are two types. One was done on white paper, one was done on blue paper. But the one on blue paper would cost you £60,000. So, as I said, it's not exactly a cheap stamp, but it's one a lot of people would like to own. So £30,000 for a telegraph stamp. Yep, and, and... 60000 for the postage one on blue paper. That's the catalogue value. You could probably pick them up a little bit cheaper. So why is there such a difference between the... Because there were more telegraph stamps printed than there were the postage ones printed. Oh, so it's the quantity that could be out there. Yeah, okay. yeah. To get one cancelled is worth considerably less. Again, it's 3000 for the telegraph stamp and the postage one on white paper. On blue paper, it's slightly more for 12500 But as I said earlier, most of those are telegraph cancels or customers and excise cancels. There's very few real postage uses because a huge parcel would be needed to secure a £5 stamp. Because £5 was worth so much in those days, obviously there was the temptation for fraud. And there were several frauds that have come to light after the event, a long time after the event. In the Telegraph Office and in Customs and Excise Office, once the docket had been stamped that the money was received, they were all sent off to a special place to be destroyed. So technically there should be none in existence at all, but obviously some of them sneaked out. But as I said, because £5 was a considerable sum of money in those days, it was probably a post office employee's wages for a month. So some were tempted to commit fraud. And there's a few that have come to light one of them is from uh, the Edinburgh Exchequer's office and under modern lighting and modern inspections it's obvious where the, the fraud has been made. What happened was it was a used £5 stamp. The employer has taken it home, cleaned off the cancellation using a mixture of, of chemicals and water I should imagine 
taking that one back into the office within one morning and when someone or when there was a need for a five pound stamp to be used he used the old one cancelled it as normal put it into the dockets to be destroyed and kept the brand new mint five pound stamp he was then able to take that five pound stamp to collectors or dealers and sell it for considerable amounts of money and the chance of discovery was pretty minimal because in the offices it was lit by candlelight so no one's going to really inspect it that closely to see that a cancellation has been wiped off and so he got away with it and it was only discovered 50 60 years later that this was actually a fraud so whereas now if you're a stamp collector you can go to the post office and buy a stamp in perfect condition that hasn't been used and you can put that stamp in your collection for prosperity and in maybe i don't know 60 years time that's worth a lot of money back in the day somebody could have bought a five pound stamp kept it and it would have been a mint condition uncancelled and would be probably worth far more than these well yes but who had five pounds spared to keep an unused stamp in the off chance that it might be worth a lot more in a hundred years' time. To this clerk, how much he sold it for, obviously nobody knows because the fraud wasn't discovered. But even if he made two or three pounds, that's still like two weeks' wages, Mm. which is not bad profit from one day. And as we said earlier, most of them were destroyed. So this is one that has come to light. It could be that he did it a lot of times and all the others were actually destroyed. And there's a second example where... They've actually discovered four frauds from the same office, from presumably the same person. And this was one where in London, the chief office in London had got hold of specimen stamps. So what specimen stamps are sent out to to post offices throughout the country to show what the stamp looks like. So that when someone comes in with that stamp, they know it's a real one, not just somebody making it up. So so every post office has some specimen stamps. And in this particular office, somehow or another, the clerk got hold of a load of specimen stamps, which was apparently reasonably easy to do as a, a postal employee in those days. He got hold of some specimen stamps and cleared the word specimen. A specimen stamp always is a real stamp with the word specimen stamped over the top of it in ink. And again, he took home the specimen stamp cleaned off the word specimen and in this particular one when he cancelled the stamp he made sure he used an awful lot of ink over the bit where the specimen was so it was very difficult to detect and there are four known copies of this so if it was the same clerk that means he made 20 pound only a few days a few weeks he made like 20 pound which as i said before is the equivalent of several thousand And again, those are the only four that have come to light. It is quite possible that he actually did hundreds. So it's quite a huge fraud. And and the fact that he got away with it and nobody in in the post office ever discovered it, you know, until, until the stamp world discovered it is quite amazing. So is it well known where these four particular stamps are? They know where they are now. I believe so, yeah. They're well-known frauds, so people know that they are fraudulently used and they are sold as fraudulently used. In actual fact, 
they are more valuable because it's a proven fraud, if you know what I mean. And so it's, they're it's in a, private collections, yeah, are they? Yeah, I think so. They're either in private collections or on display somewhere. And as to the value of the fraud stamps, I don't actually know. But as I said, they are more valuable because they are frauds than if they were they were not frauds. So that's the £5 stamp. It was one I'd like to own, but I don't ever see me getting it. On that story, actually, I, I the first time I went to the London Stamp Show, which was probably five or six years ago now, one of the dealers had a whole display cabinet of the £5 orange, and there was like 20, 30, £5 orange sitting in a, in a cabinet. And I, I can remember looking at the stamps thinking, that's thousands upon thousands of pounds worth of stamps just sitting there. It's one of the well-known dealers. I can't remember which one it was. But they had, within the display in, in the Business Design Centre where the stamp show is held, uh, they had a huge, great safe in the middle of their stall, which obviously all these went into at night because, as I said, it's, it's thousands of pounds worth of stamps. So, yes, a stamp I'd like to own. Not one I think I'm likely to, unless I can pick up a damaged one or a, you know, a, a substandard one for a few hundred. But uh, interesting story. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and join us again next week for another Add Add Stamps. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too. I would love to hear from you with your tips and stories. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Our Add Stamps as well as through my online shops at eBay and DevCamp. Listen again next week for another episode of the Our Add Stamps podcast.